أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Sa'id Nursi podcast series. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. This is Mustafa Tuna. Inshallah, in this episode we will continue reading the 20th word. Uh, we The 20th word is composed of two stations, two main sections. We are in the second station where we discuss um, prophetic miracles in the Quran. The verses about prophetic miracles in the Quran and how in addition to narrating the events of the past that are worthwhile and full of lessons, how they those verses point to our future. We had a an introductory introductory uh, part in the station. I'm going to read a couple of paragraphs from that uh, introduction to uh, as a reminder, and then we will move on to uh, where we left last in the last episode, inshallah. So Bismillah. Uh, I'm going to read the part that that is uh, repeated only in English. So Bismillah. So, as it encourages human beings, it being the Qur'an, this is um, about the Qur'an. So, as the Qur'an encourages human beings to benefit from the Prophets by mentioning their metaphysical perfections, so there are lessons in the narrations of Prophets, alayhim um, for us to improve ourselves morally, character-wise. Say, we take example from the example of Ayyub alayhi salam, Job alayhi salam, with regard to patience. So as it encourages human beings to benefit from the prophets by mentioning their metaphysical perfections, the mention of their miracles suggests an encouragement to rise to the replication of their examples and to imitate them. It can even be said that, like metaphysical perfections, it, the Qur'an, gifts material perfections and wonders to humankind in the hands of miracles first. So the first time these miracles, uh, the, the first time these material perfections are given to human beings are in the, in the form of miracles, uh, prophetic miracles. Hence, what has gifted the ship, which is a miracle of Hazrat Nuh salam and the clock which and the clock which is a miracle of Hazrat Joseph Yusuf alayhi salam to human beings first is the hand of miracles so there is a um, subtle lesson in this conception of conceptualization of history to that we do not attribute human progress and advancement to 
you know, our genius minds. Yes, working, trying, um, studying, exploring, uh, experimenting, observing, etc., etc. All these um, beautiful qualities that underlie the overall scientific and technological experience, um, advancement, and advancement of the humankind, right? They are important, but if it were not for God bestowing these blessings to us, we would not be able to achieve anything. So we are we should not be um, delving into a societal or human humanitarian like humankind wide uh, egotism and egoism either. Individually, we do not do, do that, right? We do not feed our human ego, human eye, eyeness, anania, and we do not do that communally as the entire humankind either and the most important breakthroughs have happened in the form of miracles like the, the invention of fire or the uh, use of fire the discovery of uh, how to make glass the discovery of how to melt metal or minerals and ship making as this mentioned here right these are uh, so important breakthrough throughs that the more recent advancements that we are marveled that marvel us like the internet etc or even going to the space are dwarfed because these later ones are all possible because of the former ones so hence what has gifted the ship which is a miracle of Hazrat Nuh and the clock which is a miracle of Hazrat Yusuf Joseph to human beings first is the hand of miracles there is a subtle sign to this truth in that most artisans consider a prophet as their pat patron in each craft for example Hazrat Nuh for sailors Hazrat Yusuf for clockmakers and Hazrat Idris for tailors and so on and so forth yes since the people of verification people who uh, research explore and verify the truth of things and the science of eloquence so the people of verification is you know people who have studied reality and verified truth uh, uh, verified their truth claims by comparing them uh, against reality since the people of verification and the science of eloquence have agreed that each verse of the Quran so people who know the reality of this thing basically agreed that each verse of the Quran has many aspects of rightful guidance and numerous aspects of guidance in that case the verses of prophetic miracles which are the most brilliant verses of the Quran of miraculous exposition do not come each simply as a historical story but entail many meanings containing rightful guidance irshad by mentioning prophetic miracles the Quran is delineating the furthest boundaries of human practical sciences and arts or crafts it puts its finger on their furthest purposes 
it designates their ultimate missions. It strikes the backs of human beings with the hand of encouragement and goads them to that purpose. As the past is a storehouse of the seeds of the future and a mirror of its conducts, the future is the cultivating field of the past and the mirror of its states. So let's read this again. As the past is a storehouse of the seeds of the future, so what's flourishing today, its seeds were sown in the past. And a mirror of its conducts, the things that will repeatedly happen, that will define um, what's happening today, or in the, you know, if today is the future of the past, right? What's happening today is reflected in the mirror of the past. So you can see patterns, trends, and you can uh, see what is to come in the future. As that is the case, the future is the cultivating field of the past. So if today is the past of the future, today is the cultivating field, right? Uh, sorry, um, the, the future is the cultivating field of today, i.e. we cultivate that field today and we harvest it in the future. And the mirror of its states. So today reflects what is to come in the future. Now, we will elucidate only a few samples from that most expansive, expanding, wide, broad uh, font. That font from which all sorts of examples uh, come. right? And these examples, these samples are examples from the miracles of prophets. And the first uh, example was uh, about Suleiman alayhi salam, Hazrat Sol uh, Solomon. For instance, the verse of, uh, quote, and we subjugated the wind for Solomon. Its outward journey took a month and its return journey uh, likewise. This is uh, Quran chapter 34, verse 12, which elucidates the subjugation of air as a miracle of Hazrat Sol uh, Solomon alayhi salam. So this verse says that Suleiman has covered a distance of two months in one day by flying in the air. Now, is this a miracle? Yes, it's a miracle. Uh, and miracle means the breaking of the norm. So this is not something that happens uh, according to the norm, according to the, uh, the, the patterns God has instituted in his creation. The causal apparent causal relations that we observe in our environment right that is a miracle that's the breaking of the norm but while that is true while it is a miracle Ustad Nursi is saying that narrations like this in the Quran are also pointing to the furthest point that we can go by harvesting those norms by studying them understanding them uh, and using our knowledge of those patterns, those norms in the universe to make things, to improve our experience in this world, in a sense, to advance. So, if you use that logic and think about this verse about Suleiman salam, God subjugated air to Suleiman salam. He um, mounted the wind, however he did, 
and he covered a, a distance of say two months in one day two days so Ustad Nursi says it signifies in the uh, in this the Quran signifies in this the road is open for the human beings to cover such a distance in the air so you too human beings you too can study uh, God's order the divine order that God has instituted into his creation discover understand the patterns in there the norms in there and then use that knowledge to cover a distance fast now Sulaiman alayhi salam's uh, work is the furthest you cannot get beyond that but you can approach it we don't know exactly how it happened but he perhaps mounted the wind you know as as if sitting on a chair right we cannot do it but we can use tools we can we can uh you know use the metal that was melted first by by you know Dawood or that was the knowledge of melting which was first given to Dawood right we can use that knowledge to make something that we now call airplane in that case all the human being since the road is open for you reach this level and come close to it in the tongue of this verse the subliminal says all the human being i mounted one of my slaves on air because he abandoned the vain desires of his lower soul so how does it work does it work with um you know having a an inflated ego and going around the world saying i did this i did that no it was given to him the furthest point was given to him because he abandoned the vain desires of his lower soul if you too leave the lower soul's laziness and nicely benefit from the laws of my custom the laws of my custom so uh, this is also an important term here in conventional usage these are called natural laws so laws that belong to nature but nature is not a thing that exists it is just a uh, you know, mental construct a pipe dream so in that case natural laws are just pipe dream they, they don't exist they, they will not help us however however God says that his custom his sunnah his way does not change he assures us about this in the Quran in his divine message he assures us about this and then we also understand from this that the patterns the norms that we are observing in the creation are patterns and norms that he instituted in the creation this is the way this is the norm that this is the law that he willed he chose for the creation that he put us in therefore these are his custom these patterns these norms these regularities that we observe are the product of his custom that he legislated into the creation into the order the, we can think of that as like the constitution the constitutional law of the order that he uh, created this realm with 
right? And therefore, now they are his laws, the laws of his custom. If you too leave the lower soul's laziness and nicely benefit from the laws of my custom, you too can mount on it. On what? On wind. So this is a beautiful example. Sulaiman mounted the wind, all the human being, you also try and get there. You may be able to do it. So let's see another example. And here we begin this week's reading, inshallah. Hem Hazreti Musa aleyhisselamın bir mucizesini beyan eden, estaizu billah. فَقُلْ نَضْرِبْ بِعَسَاكَ الْحَجَرِ فَانْفَجَرَتْ مِنْهُ اثْنَتَا عَشَرَةَ عَيْنَا ilahir. Bu ayet işaret ediyor ki, zemin tahtında gizli olan rahmet hazinelerinden basit aletlerle istifade edilebilir. Hatta taş gibi bir sert yerde bir asa ile ab hayat celp edilebilir. İşte şu ayet bu mana ile beşere der ki, rahmetin en latif feyzi olan ab hayatı bir asa ile bulabilirsiniz. Öyle ise haydi çalış, bul. Also the verse, and we said to him, Strike the rock with your staff. Twelve springs gushed out. And you know, to the end of the verse, Ustad Nursi says here, which means that remember the entire verse. Inshallah, let's read it. Uh, the, let's read the entire verse. It is from Surah Al-Baqarah, the second chapter of the Quran, verse 60. Remember when Moses prayed for water for his people, and we said to him, Strike the rock with your staff. Twelve springs gushed out, and each group knew its drinking place. Eat and drink the sustenance of God, the sustenance God has provided, and do not cause corruption in the land. So this is the entire verse. Strike the rock, uh, also the verse, and we said to him, strike the rock with your staff. Twelve springs gushed out, which expounds a miracle of Hazrat Musa, uh, Musa alayhi signifies that with simple tools one can benefit from the treasures of mercy under the ground so much so that with a staff life-giving water can be drawn out in a rock-hard place so this is of course the miracle with a you know, branch of tree as staff according to the norm we cannot strike a you know boulder a rock rock uh, ground and split it apart and make water come out when the norm is broken god as a miracle gives this benefit to his prophet alayhisselam musa alayhisselam however it also points to a promise a reality this is the furthest that one can go within the realm that God has created and is sustaining with his customs. The furthest uh, point that the Quran points to us, signifies for us, highlights for us, is that what Musa has done. But, but within the paradigm of this idea, that is striking rock, working on rock, hammering rock, maybe drilling rock, right? Within the paradigm of this phenomenon, we can work hard and bring things out from rock ground.
one can benefit from the treasures of mercy under the ground water is a treasure of mercy maybe there are other treasures of mercy too oil for instance that we have found i mean we go to extremes we abuse the beautiful thing and we harm ourselves that's a different question when it rains if i go out without appropriate clothing and wait under the rain for a too for too long i get cold i get sick but i cannot say that rain is bad because i got sick it is it was i who left my house in the first place then left it without appropriate clothing and stayed there for too long so i am to be blamed about this because the the the the rain is mercy benefit in absolute terms it is with rain that living living beings plants come out of the soil and animals eat it and we benefit from the animals and the plants so rain is absolute mercy absolute good but if i misuse it if i do not abide by the rules that uh, that are regulated in relation to the rain then i hurt myself right so there are treasures of mercy under the ground water oil natural gas maybe other things too right and the the quran points out that if we work hard if if if we study this thing we can get to it so much so that with a staff life-giving water can be drawn out in a rock hard place that, that that is the limit this is the furthest limit that's possible so with this meaning this verse says to people you can find life-giving water which is a most subtle effusion of mercy with a staff then go ahead try find it in the tongue of the hint in this verse right it's not a clear statement in the verse it is a hint you need to be really intimate with the quran in order to get hints like this right you there are couples for instance who live for a very long time as a you know, married couple they have lived for 45 years they don't need to talk anymore you know from a look from a posture from a sigh you know sometimes from nothing <laughs> just just a sense right they can sense what they uh, need want need and want or parents understand the language of their children especially if, if it is small children who don't speak properly yet very well because they're attuned to those little hints that come from them so when one gets really intimate with the quran one can become attuned to these hints and start benefiting from it in the tongue of the hint in this verse the sublime real god janab haq sublime real says metaphysically oh the human being as i give the hand of one of my slaves as i give to the hand of one of my slaves who obeys me such a staff that with it he draws out life-giving water wherever he wants if you rely on the laws of my mercy you too can obtain a t uh, obtain a tool like that or close to that go ahead obtain it 
right in the first case the the miracle it is given by power directly in the second case and he was relying on you know god's command he had this um personal relationship that he built with his lord and because of that closeness god intervened in the norm that he had or he has created and broke the norm now that's not to be expected for us we do not expect god to break the norm for us although that can happen in you know in various forms but that is not what we uh, build our lives on we build our lives on the laws that he built into his creation creational laws and because god's mercy has risen above and covered his wrath his creation is directly and universally benefiting from his mercy and therefore the laws that he instituted in his creation are, are first and foremost laws of mercy so oh the human being as i give the give to the hand of one of my slaves who obeys me such a staff who obeys me such a staff that with it he draws out life-giving water wherever he wants if you rely on the laws of my mercy you too can obtain a tool like that or close to that go ahead obtain it işte beşer terakkiyatının mühimlerinden birisi bir aletin icadıdır ki ekser yerlerde vurulduğu vakit suyu fışkırtıyor so one of the important advancements is the invention of a tool that when struck by it or sorry one of the important human advancements is the invention of a tool that when struck by it water gushes out in most places and we need to read the word strike uh, or when struck by it right strike metaphorically here there are these huge drills that they use to drill into the ground and sometimes they go for you know, hundreds of meters maybe thousands of feet and then there they find whatever they are looking for şu ayet ondan daha ileri nihayat ve gayat hududunu çizmiştir nasıl ki evvelki ayet şimdiki hali hazır tayyareden çok ileri nihayetlerinin noktalarını tayin etmiştir beyond that this verse has delineated the final and furthest limits in this matter the drills we have right they they, they don't work so easily it takes time you know days sometimes years of drilling right the verse is saying that well there is more than that that jesus uh, so, sorry with with uh moses Musa he just struck with a piece of wood with his staff and water gushed out so who knows if we work hard as humanity one day we might be able to figure out those that easier uh, technology too in the way that the previous verse has designated the uh, the end points much further than the present airplanes airplanes now so in the way that the previous verse has the verse about uh, Suleiman alayhi salam designated the end points 
the final points that you, you know you can reach much further than the present airplanes that are that exist now this verse about uh, Musa alayhi salam striking the rock delineates the final and furthest limits in this matter hem mesela Hazreti İsa aleyhisselamın bir mucizesine dair Estaizu billah ve uberrul ekmeha vel abrasa ve ahyil mauta biiznillah Kur'an Hazreti İsa aleyhisselamın nasıl ahlak-ı ulviyesine ittiba ittibaa beşeri sarihan teşvik eder öyle de şu elindeki sanatı aliyeye ve tıbbı rabbaniyeye remzen tergib ediyor işte şu ayet işaret ediyor ki en müzmin dertlere dahi derman bulunabilir. Öyleyse ey insan ve ey musibetse de beni adem. Meyus olmayınız. Her dert ne olursa olsun dermanı mümkündür. Arayınız bulunuz. Hatta ölüme de muvakkat bir hayat rengi vermek mümkündür. Also, for example, so we are going to have another example of a miracle. About a miracle of Jesus, Isa alayhisselam, in the Quran it is said, I will heal the blind, or in the Quran, Isa alayhisselam says, I will heal the blind and the leper and bring the dead back to life with God's permission. This is uh, chapter 3, verse 49. And the full verse uh, reads as follows. He will send him as a messenger to the children of Israel. So this is uh, God, right? He is God. He will send him, that is Isa alayhi salam, as a messenger to the children of Israel. And then he will say, Isa alayhi salam will say, I have come to you with a sign from your Lord. I will make the shape of a bird for you out of clay. Then breathe into it and with God's permission, it will become a real bird. I will heal the blind and the leper and bring the dead back to life with God's permission. I will tell you what you may eat and what you may store up in your houses. There truly is a sign for you in this if you are believers. Um, so there are more than one um, hints in here. But we are going to focus on the one that Ustad Nursi uh, elucidated for us. Also, for example, about a miracle of Jesus salam, in which he says, I will heal the blind and the leper and bring the dead back to life with God's permission. As the Quran openly encourages humanity to follow the lofty character of Jesus salam, likewise, with a hint, it urges toward, the ele toward that elevated art and Lord the medicine in his hand. So a lofty, elevated art, craft, a practice of medicine, right? So this is not a medicine as in a drug, but the practice of medicine. That is what was given to Isa alayhi salam. So this verse signifies that a cure can be found for even the most chronic ailments, most chronic sicknesses. In that case, all the human being and all the children of Adam who are struck by calamities do not despair. A cure is possible for every ailment, no matter what. 
what did what did the Isa alayhi salam do? Right? He cured the leper, he cured the blind, and these at the time were seen as um, incurable. Right? They, there was no treatment, there was no remedy uh, for them. I mean, some case of blindness, that is the you know situation today too. And there are other sicknesses that we today um, think of as you know, uncurable, like AIDS. We can manage it, but we cannot cure it. Some forms of cancer or some degrees of cancer. We can manage it for a while, but we cannot cure it, right? But the, the hint in the verse is pointing out that the limit is much further than what we have achieved today. Because Isa also says, and I will bring the dead back to life with God's permission. Now, that was miracle. We cannot do it. We cannot bring uh, the dead back to life. That would be breaking the norm. However, Ustad Nursi is here saying, search for it and find it. Do not despair. A cure is possible for every ailment, no matter what. Search for it and find it. It is even possible to color death in the color of life temporarily. Even possible to color death in the color of life temporarily. Now, what does this mean? It is not fully obvious to me. Uh, it is pointing to the furthest limit that we have the potential to reach. It is not saying that we can bring dead back to life and they stay, but perhaps let's think about you know people who whose hearts stop right there was a time when this was considered to be de death or right? there is no no further than that the heart stopped the person is dead but now we do you know heart massage we do you know uh, electric electrocute the, the person we do in a, a shock we give a shock to the uh, heart and we restart the heart so a person who was considered dead by the standards of say a hundred years before this can be brought back to life but even then death is the ultimate reality that is the ultimate reality and it will come so temporarily temporarily uh, this this person experienced death and came back to life but temporarily Right? It is not the breaking of the norm. It is taking place within the laws of God's mercy. Perhaps there is more than that. Perhaps there is something beyond that. right? Because again, at the, the furthest limit, if you think of that limit as a, a glass wall, right? Uh, Isa is on the other side of the glass wall, which is the miracle, which is the breaking of the norm. But we can go up to the glass wall. We have not done that yet. We can go up to the glass wall. So there is an encouragement in this for us to study God's laws of mercy. But the important point is Jesus says, with God's permission. We need to understand that whatever advancement we are, um, we, we are observing in, in history and we are looking forward to. It is with God's permission. It is out of God's mercy. It is nothing but 
understanding the laws of God's mercy and then using that understanding to benefit from them we need to keep that in mind because Isa was on the other side of the glass wall out of his obedience for God out of his love for God out of his awe of God out of his fear of God right we will not be able to reach the glass wall we will not be able to reach the glass wall this side of the glass wall while we deny God so there's benefit in faith and this is you know this is a hint this is a suggestion this is not something that uh, can be put out there as a as a logical uh, argument right but there is a benefit in faith with regard to material advancement too because it is God who gives material advancement to human beings it is all with his permission and if we are obedient he may open up gates before us gates that we cannot even imagine today however obedience here has two aspects to it one is obedience to the legislated laws to the sharia to you know, pray to fast not to eat haram not to look at haram not to talk haram to um to to remember god frequently etc etc the other aspect of it is obedience to the creational laws because those are god's laws too we need to study them side by side we need to understand them side by side together inshallah may we do it cenab-ı hak şu ayetin lisan işaretiyle manen diyor ki ey insan benim için dünyayı terk eden bir abdime iki hediye verdim biri manevi dertlerin dermanı biri de maddi dertlerin ilacı işte ölmüş kalpler nuru hidayetle diriliyor. Ölmüş gibi hastalar dahi onun nefesiyle ve ilacıyla şifa buluyor. Sen de benim eczahane-i hikmetimde her derdine deva bulabilirsin. Çalış bul. Elbette ararsan bulursun. In the tongue of the signification of this verse. Once again, this is not a direct clear statement in the verse. It is a sign that we need to get by becoming intimate, by reading the quran engaging the quran closely in the tongue of the signification of this verse the sublime real says oh the human being i gave two gifts to a slave of mine who abandoned the world for me and isa is you know known for his uh, ascetism his abandonment of the world one a cure for metaphysical ailments the other a medicine for material ailments he brought you know faith he was curing people's hearts he was um, purifying them from the filth of disbelief and disobedience but he also came with a miracle he was able to bring the death dead back to life he was able to cure the leper and the blind the other a medicine for material ailments here dead hearts are coming alive with the light of guidance even dead like sick persons are being healed with his breath and medicine you too 
Now, the, this is to the human beings, right? You too can find a remedy for each one of your troubles in my pharmacy of wisdom. Try and find. Of course, if you look for it, you will find. My pharmacy of wisdom. Now, what does this mean? Wisdom ultimately refers to an understanding of how things relate to one another and using that understanding for benefit. But this is from the human being's point of view, right? From God's point of view, it is God who has created those relationships between things and those benefits that uh, issue forth from those relations. So the baby needs milk. The baby needs a certain um, formulation of nutrition, say a newborn baby. The breast milk contains, on average, the breast milk contains the exact uh, combination of nutrition that the baby needs. So there's wisdom in this. God created the baby, God created the milk, and God created the milk to be in perfect, to be to have perfect benefit for the baby. Now the entire cosmos and especially the face of the earth is like a pharmacy, pharmacy of wisdom. There are benefits to be harvested there if we understand how things relate to one another. Say, um, chamomile calms the nerves down, right? So if if if, the, if you are dealing with a you know anxious or maybe uh, angry angsty angsty child, you know, let him drink some chamomile. There is benefit for his uh current condition his current problem in the chamomile but to be able to benefit from that you have to have the knowledge of that wisdom knowledge of those connections işte beşerin tıp cihetindeki şimdiki terakkiyatından çok ilerideki hududunu şu ayet şu ayet çiziyor ve ona işaret ediyor ve teşvik ediyor ve teşvik yapıyor so with regard to medicine this verse delineates a limit that is much further than the current advancement of humanity. It points to that limit and encourages. Right? What is the current limit of humanity? Now, Sadnusi wrote this in the early 20th century. We are far more advanced uh, than that. Right? But we can take this as our yardstick. What is the yardstick of Isa salam? Heals the blind and the leper. Heals uh people who are afflicted by sicknesses that are considered to be uncurable at the time that he lived he also brings the dead back to life we will not be able to bring the dead back to life that that will be breaking the norm but we are doing things that are similar to it and perhaps we can do more things that are similar to it what about people who are uh considered to be brain dead for instance well the body is still functioning perhaps there will be a way to bring them back to life the the the ability of medicine to cure nerve related um, damage is very limited today 
That is why we consider it, you know, brain dead. The, the neurons in the brain, that it's uncurable, right? So perhaps we will get there. This is the yardstick. I'm not a you know phys physician, therefore I'm not going to be able to elaborate on it too too far. But physicians should take heed from this. They should take example from this. They should expand in extent their horizons accordingly. Let's read another example. Ha mesela. Hazreti Davud Aleyhisselam hakkında Estaizu billah ve alanna lehul hadid ve ateynahul hikmete ve faslal hitab. Hazreti Süleyman Aleyhisselam hakkında Estaizu billah eselna lehu aynel kıtr ve eselna lehu aynel kıtr. Ayetleri işaret ediyorlar ki Telyin-i hadid en büyük bir nimet-i ilahiyedir. Büyük bir peygamberinin fazlını onunla gösteriyor. Also, the verses about Hazreti David or Davud aleyhisselam. We softened iron for him. This is uh, chapter 34 verse 10. And we gave him wisdom and a decisive way of speaking. Chapter 38 verse 20. And about Hazreti uh, Suleyman, Solomon aleyhisselam. We made a fountain of molten brass, or molten uh, copper, rather, flow for him. These signify that the softening of iron is a greatest divine blessing with which he, God, shows the merit of one of his prophets. Uh, so let's read uh, the full versions of those verses uh, first. This is about uh, Dawud alayhi salam. We graced David with our favor. We said, You mountains, echo God's praises together with him, and you birds too. We softened iron for him, saying, Make coats of chain mail and measure the links well. Do good, all of you, for I see everything you do. I read the uh, following verse too. Right? And then the following verse is about Suleiman And we subjected the wind for Solomon. Its outward journey took a month and its return journey likewise. We made a fountain of molten copper flow for him and some of the jinn worked under his control with his Lord's permission. If one of them devi deviated from our command, we let him taste the suffering of the blazing flame. And then another verse about Dawud salam. We strengthened his, we strengthened his kingdom. We gave him gave him wisdom and a decisive way of speaking or eloquence. So these are also pointing to limits, right? These are also pointing pointing to a glass wall that we can go up to. Beyond that, that's a miracle. The way Dawud alayhi salam, you know, spoke, the effectiveness of Dawud alayhi salam's speech, that's miraculous. The wisdom he had was breaking the norm. It was going beyond what we can discover with our, uh, you know, plain intellect and uh, ability to observe and explore, etc. In this world, the way God softened iron for him—that's miraculous, right? But we can take example from this. If it was, if if it was uh, softened for him in a miraculous way without the intervention of causes, 
that we know as that we know today without the intervention of without the uh, harnessing of the norms those laws of mercy we can harness the laws of mercy and get something uh, have something similar in our hands so also the verses about Hazrat David we softened iron for him we gave him wisdom and a decisive way of speaking and about Hazrat Sulaiman we made a fountain of molten copper flow for him signify that the softening of iron is a greatest greatest divine blessing with which he God shows the merit of one of his prophets evet talyin hadid yani demiri hamur gibi yumuşatmak ve nuhası eritmek ve madenleri bulmak çıkarmak bütün maddi sanayi beşeriyenin aslı ve anasıdır ve esası ve madenidir işte şu ayet işaret ediyor ki büyük bir resule büyük bir halife-i zemine büyük bir mucize suretinde büyük bir nimet olarak telyini hadiddir ve demiri hamur gibi yumuşatmak ve ter gibi inceltmek ve bakır eritmekle ekser sanayi umumiyeye umumiyeye medar olmaktır madem bir resule hem halife yani hem manevi hem maddi bir hakime lisanına hikmet ve eline sanat vermiş lisanındaki hikmete sarihan teşvik eder elbette elindeki sanata dahi tergib işareti var yes the softening of iron that is making iron soft like dough melting copper and finding an extract uh, finding and extracting minerals are the origin mother foundation and mine of all material human industry right iron uh, copper aluminum the way we make you know steel extraction of coal Th- this is what industry has been uh, founded upon right it is the origin mother foundation and mine of all material material that's important human industry here this verse signifies that the softening of iron and accomplishing most common industries by making iron soft like dough pulling it thin like wires and melting copper constitute a great blessing to a great messenger and great vicegerent on earth in the form of a great miracle as he god has given wisdom to the tongue and tongue an industry to the hand of a messenger and a vicegerent as he has given wisdom to the tongue and industry to the hand of a messenger and a vicegerent that is a ruler both metaphysically and materially as god encourages us human beings to the wisdom on his tongue openly of course there is a sign in this urging to the industry in his hand too Cenab-ı Hak şu ayetin lisan-ı işaretiyle manen diyor ki Ey beni Adem! Evamiri teklifiyeme itaat eden bir abdimin lisanına ve kalbine öyle bir hikmet verdim ki her şeyi kemal-i vuzuhla fasledip hakikatini gösteriyor. Ve eline de öyle bir sanat verdim ki elinde bal mumu gibi demiri her şekle çevirir. Halifelik ve padişahlığına mühim kuvvet elde eder. Madem bu mümkündür, veriliyor hem ehemmiyetlidir, hem hayatı içtimaiyenizde ona çok muhtaçsınız, siz de evamiri tekviniyeme itaat etseniz, o hikmet ve o sanat size de verilebilir. Mürur'u zamanla yetişir ve yanaşabilirsiniz. 
in the tongue of the signification of this verse. The sublime real says, metaphysically, O oh, the children of Adam, I gave such wisdom to the tongue and, and heart of one of my slaves who obeys my commands of accountability, that is, who obeys my uh, sharia, that he classifies everything with perfect clarity and shows their reality, that is the wisdom that was given to uh, David classifies everything with perfect clarity i.e. knows what is what and shows the reality i gave such an industry to his hand that with his hand he molds iron into all shapes like wax now that's the miracle we don't do it with our hands we melt the iron and we do it with you know, molten iron and we use tools obviously for that and obtains a significant force for his vicegerency and kingdom since this is possible remember the glass wall right on the other side is the miracle but up to that point it is possible since this is possible it is being given since it is important and since you are much in need of that in your social life important for the advancements the achievements that you seem to be having in this world since you are much in need of that in your social life if you also obey my commands of creation now it was commands of accountability the legislated uh, commands the laws right that was uh, the primary uh, primary form of obedience with david right when it is addressing the human beings if you also obey my commands of creation now this is important to grasp right it is not one or the other it is both for david Dawood it was both however it is not limited to uh, it is not limited to uh, the commands of accountability to some extent it may be limited to commands of creation because this is the world of wisdom even those who do not believe if they study the commands of creation the laws of mercy well enough and obey them they will advance they will do things if you also obey my commands of creation that wisdom and industry can be given to you too but if it is limited to the commands of creation the laws of mercy then the wisdom and industry will be worldly wisdom only we will not benefit from it in a in an um in a metaphysical afterworldly sense and also it's going to be dangerous it's going to be devoid of morality it's going to be devoid of uh, wisdom with regard to uh, the the outcome ultimate uh, ultimate consequences of things and when we say outcome ultimate consequences we, that's not only about this world and therefore it will be dangerous it will be like a vagabond it will be like a rocket that is that is launched but it has no control no command it can land anywhere and that's why we are experiencing so serious so significant 
problems with regard to our um, our harming of the environment of the ecology in this of this world with with the advancement that we were given we are not using but abusing it but this is what is possible if you also obey my commands of creation that wisdom and industry can be given to you too now compared to that imagine how it would be or could be if you obey the commands of creation and the commands of accountability the laws of mercy the laws of creation and the legislated laws of the sharia together what could be the case if we did that you may catch up and come close to it to what was given to david with the passage of time so work work and see how far you will get work because this is the target this is the ultimate place where you can land işte beşerin sanat cihetinde en ileri gitmesi ve maddi kuvvet cihetinde en mühim iktidar elde etmesi telyine hadid iledir ve izabeyi nuhas iledir ayette nuhas kıtr ile tabir edilmiş şu ayetler umum nevi beşerin nazarını şu hakikate çeviriyor ve şu hakikatin ne kadar ehemmiyetli olduğunu takdir etmeyen eski zaman insanlarına ve şimdiki tembellerine şiddetle ihtar ediyor. So, it is with the softening of iron and the melting of copper that human beings have advanced furthest with regard to industry and obtained the most significant power with regard to material strength. Important. With regard to material strength. In the verse, copper is referred as qatr which means molten copper. These verses turn the sights of all humankind to this reality. It sternly warns the people of earlier times and the lazy ones at the present who do not appreciate how important this reality is. What is that reality? If you understand the laws of creation, the laws of mercy, the commands of creation, the laws of mercy that God has instituted into the order, universal order that he created this realm with, if you study them well, understand them well, that will give you an opportunity to harness their benefits. But that is not from you. That is not because of you. The laws are already in place. The wisdom is already instituted. The connections, the relationships, the benefits are already generated. All you do is to come into a ready system and press the button. And you cannot even press the button. You, all you can do is to incline to press the button. But you need to study the system so that you know which button to press. There are lots of buttons. Some of them are behind doors. You need to first open that door. There are lots of buttons. So study this. Study this. But as you study, don't study it as dry material force and matter. Study it as what it actually is, what its reality is, which is God's creation, which manifests God's custom and his names and attributes. There is benefit in this for you materially in this world 
and you owe this to the mercy of your Lord and there is benefit in this for you for your hereafter too for your heart for your for metaphysically for spiritually for your ability to to um, have a better destiny ultimately too so have have balance don't lose sight of either one of one of them you don't have to become a recluse in this world run away from the world be an ascetic absolute ascetic now there is merit in that there is virtue in that it is incomparably better than falling into the world and being drowned in it but we should speak the truth that's very difficult for this at, you know at, at this day and age in that case we need alternatives and look at the beauty of this that there is something even better than that and that is not not escaping from the world in absolute terms but escaping from its aspects that look to itself and that deny the reality right or es escaping from our blindness of the reality of what is out there and harnessing it for our disworldly and otherworldly benefit seeing the reality of things right because that reality the reality of things is divine names and attributes god's names and attributes the benefit we get from things by understanding how things relate to one another right is a benefit we get from god's mercy if we can develop cultivate this perspective then we can be in this world but not of this world we can benefit from the world but not be drawn by it inshallah subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahu man alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha allahumma salli ala sayyidina